Welcome to the podcast of William Patterson University's chapter of the Society of Professional Journalists, or WPSPJ, where voices from the news industry guide us and inspire our future. On this podcast, we'll spotlight the activities of the nationally recognized Society of Professional Journalists chapter at William Patterson University in Wayne, New Jersey. We are the reporters of today and tomorrow committed to SPJ's mission of diversity and democracy and inspiring successive generations of talented individuals to become dedicated journalists. I am Rochelle Estrada, the Vice President for WPSPJ, and I am here today with WPSPJ President Angelica Amagashi. Hello, Rochelle. Woo! Thanks for having me again. I'm so glad to be here. This is episode four, right? Yeah, we are on the fourth episode, which is pretty incredible to be able to say the <laughs> least. And it's always a pleasure being able to have you and for you taking the time to be able to take part in this podcast. Yeah. Always extend my gratitude. Yeah, it's my pleasure. I'm so excited to be here again. Um, I'm so proud of us. We've been able to do this for four episodes. So it's nice. I think I'm all comfortable now. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> it's not so scary anymore, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, Angelica, it is so great that we are able to speak to professional award-winning journalists. We have spoken to Hazel Sanchez, Mary Chow, and Tiwa Chang for this podcast so far. And it has been so incredible being able to hear what they have to say to all rising journalists. It's all a great opportunity to get our names out there, too, for future job opportunities. So how does that make you feel, knowing that that's the case? I am I'm grateful, first of all. I'm grateful to all of them for giving us an opportunity to talk to them and learn so much from them. They Absolutely. have been very, very valuable resources to us. We've learned so much. We have been able to ask questions and get very useful answers that will that that is helping us like you know currently with our job search and our outlook on journalism and the media as a whole so i'm excited and i'm grateful to them for all the help they've been i'm so grateful absolutely i am so thankful as well for all of the journalists that we have spoken to already so far for this podcast the time that they have given to us is really really incredible because one being a journalist can be a very busy job sometimes because sometimes your job starts when you're not in the studio. So <laughs> a lot of time can be invested in getting information to put in your stories. Yes. You know? There are people that invest so much into that. And the fact that journalists take the time to be able to speak to us as the students, I have observed in previous um, occasions that I have spoken to different journalists in high school that they take the time because they want to make that time for the students. Yes. They care about the rising generation and the idea of journalism continuing forward in the years that are to come. Yeah. That's something that I've always been told. Yeah. And it makes me excited knowing that they have just as much enthusiasm as we do. Yeah. If not more. <laughs> right. Exactly. More for the industry moving forward. So I say thank you so much for all of the journalists that have not only contributed to the podcast so far, but are also taking the time to listen you know, thanks for giving us your attention. Yes. Thank you, know? you all. <laughs> Absolutely. I got to say that, you know, because attention could be given to so many other things, but you guys are listening to us. So with that, thank you guys so, 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 so much. <laughs> but in this episode, we spoke with Riley Yates, a leading data reporter for NJ Advanced Media and writer in the Star Ledger and NJ.com. For those listening outside of New Jersey, the Star-Ledger is New Jersey's largest circulated online newspaper that is housed in Newark and publicized in NJ.com, 
a digital news content provider, and website. Now, Angelica, I have a clip from Riley where he mentions that there is a way to approach different topics, especially if they hold high sensitivities such as racism and sexual harassment within the Asian American population. Mm -hmm. And it can help you be a helping hand in making a difference for others. That is to listen. Many would think listening doesn't do much because you're not acting towards something. But in order to make a difference, you have to know what you're making a difference for. Well, I think one of the things I think just as a general rule is uh, journalists always can do a better job of listening. And we can always do a better job of being out in the community and hearing community concerns. And so I kind of come to this in a lot of ways just wanting to hear what other people have to say. I mean, I've done some reporting on some of these issues, and but honestly, I come into this with an open mind and wanting to, to learn, because I, I, I don't know everything. I think sometimes, as journalists, we forget that, you know, we, we really can... We really can learn from others and we really can listen to others and that's what our job is is it's to to hear as many voices as we can to collect the to collect those thoughts together and to to allow that us to eventually become experts in something where we can uh, uh, inform the public on what's going on. You know Angelica when I heard that response I found it really interesting but also easier said than done. Yeah, I mean, the like it's funny how the simplest ad- advice was just to listen. And I think it makes so much sense because I feel like at some point currently in the climate that we're in, everyone is so eager to want to say something so profound and so deep and just talk and, you know, be for causes that they stand for. But then you can't always be the one doing the talking. Sometimes you right. just have to listen you have to listen to those who are directly involved those who are directly affected people whose voices are not usually heard you we always need to learn to give them an opportunity to speak so it's quite profound in itself that our main thing is to listen and listen and listen more than we talk but you know as journalists and growing communicators i think we're used to talking more than listening right (laughs) absolutely even in general as human beings you know like i have always loved being able to help other people by giving advice Mm -hmm. that's always come naturally to me to want to be able to give the the best advice that i could for other people and for me sometimes one of the greatest struggles that i have in listening to other people is deciding whether i should say something or just sit back yeah, and listen quiet. <laughs> because i feel like sometimes if i sit back and listen they'll think i'm not paying attention uh-huh. and i don't want to help but that's yeah. not true you know so i struggle all the time thinking "Ooh, should i say something or <laughs> should i just let let them talk but one thing that i have learned is that sometimes you need to be the listener yeah because what people need sometimes is just to let things out release emotions yes because exactly. they hold it in for so long yeah that it kind of explodes mm-hmm. sometimes and you don't want to interrupt them while they're doing that. Yeah. Because then the emotion never really leaves you if it's interrupted and it's not fully released. Yeah, I, th- I feel like a lot, of people, a lot of people go through that as well. Like, they don't really know when to, you know, decide, should I listen or should I talk? But then I think the one trick that we all need to understand and practice is when people come to us, our first, some of our first responses should be, okay, do you just want to talk? Do you want me to listen? Or do you want me to give you advice? Or like, do you want this to be a back and forth conversation? Do you actually want to hear what I have to say? Or do you just need someone to bounce ideas off of? And then, you know, 
gets your emotions out of the way and move on like i feel like that's something that we all need to practice and yeah listening could be a very very important tool in our professional and our personal communication absolutely i think that like when it comes to being a journalist a lot of what i at least take away from it is that in conversating i feel like in certain elements you kind of need to go with the flow Mm-hmm. Because sometimes in journalism, there's even objectivity in talking to the person that you're interviewing. Yes. And sometimes that's needed for professionalism, but sometimes it kind of takes away from the personal element because you want the person that you're interviewing or telling their story, you want that person to feel like they can trust you. Yeah. And be able to feel like they can fully talk to you. So mm-hmm. sometimes it requires you as a journalist to have to adjust. Yeah. Depending on how a conversation goes or even an event that takes place regard how sensitive it may be to other people, you kind of just need to come prepared for what you're getting yourself into. That's sometimes hard to do. Yeah, you're completely right. Yeah, absolutely. But that's where not only listening comes in, but also emotional awareness. Yep. (laughs) So that sounds like a lot. But I feel like (laughs) with time, especially with experience, it comes more naturally to you Mm -hmm. to learn the ethics of what's ethical to do what's ethical to not do at the moment so that's what i hold on to in that moment now angelica going back to the interview not only does riley yates advise us to be good listeners but to also be flexible and no we do not mean shaping your bodies into a pretzel flexible (laughs) no we don't here is riley yates's advice for students who want to be a journalist one thing I would say is I would say you have to be flexible because the, the industry changes a lot. And when I started in 2003, excuse me, a long time ago, uh, the, uh, it, it was very much an old, it was still the old school newspaper where, where the internet was not uh, particularly meaningful to our job. And that's, of course, completely not true anymore. So you have to be flexible and you have to move with the times. I'd also say, you know, you, it, it never hurts to get sort of Nietzsche uh, expertise. So like, I'm a data journalist. I wish I was a much better coder. I wish I was much better like at, at programming and those sort of things. If you can learn that, if you can learn that young and you can learn that when you're in college, you'll be like a unicorn in a newsroom because oh, yeah. the reality is, is that we, that's not something that traditionally we needed to know how to do. You know, being flexible is another thing that sounds easier said than done yeah yeah like people can think like it's easier to say oh i'm flexible even in the gym i'm flexible but then they ask you all right um do this yeah you can't (laughs) (laughs) because you're like ah i can't do it my bones don't stretch or "Ah, i feel pain doing it i can't it's too hard yeah i think i think it helps being it helps um like coming from a different background and practicing all the skill that you've learned from any and every experience that you've had. Like I think in our earlier interviews with um with Sanchez, Hazel Sanchez, she was talking about um allowing ourselves to you know, immer- immersing ourselves into journalism regardless of whatever background we have, even if we're not journalism maj- majors. And I think that it's a similar thing that um Riley Yates was saying, like we need to be able to adjust with the times and even if you are um, like a creative writer, for example, you want to go into journalism, you need to learn to adjust yourself to what that profession and what that industry itself carries. And if you're a coder and you're a data journalist like he was, then you should be able to 
you know, adjust to whatever additions might come up with a job in the future and in the right. industry and everything because the world is ever evolving. And we totally. cannot just be like constant and okay, this is how it's done. This is how it's always going to be done. So let's keep it like that. Like we need to grow and improve our skills and everything we are as we grow so that we can be useful to ourselves and wherever we find ourselves. So yeah. Absolutely. I agree with that, you know. Just because we're currently like the current rising generation doesn't mean it's gonna stop here. <laughs> it's not. There's gonna be so many people that follow us. But even in the industry it changes while we keep growing yes <laughs> yes definitely and even like i mean we're not the first generation a lot of people have come before us and a lot more people will come after us so i think the whole point is to be able to set up a system that allows for change you know like allow ourselves to move with the flow like create a system of change where everything can be doable everything can change and adapt to what needs to be done within that moment that we find ourselves in absolutely i think that for us too as you have mentioned previously what is part of our advantages of being able to move along with the times mm -hmm. the fact that one we are used to the technology that's already existing within the world yeah because as young individuals our minds are like sponges so we easily absorb things if we use technology at a young age so going into where journalism is today for many people that are starting out it's going to be a little bit more simpler compared to people that had started previously in yeah. the field. Yeah. And that was an interesting conversation that I was able to have with T.Y. Chain as well about the progression that's present within technology. Yeah. But I also think of the fact that there are certain moments that even me, I have to learn new skills <laughs> that don't always come naturally to me either and yeah. require time. I mean, look, at this is our first, our first podcast session and we're on episode four, like... You and I are doing this for the first time and we've gotten quite good at it. We're comfortable. We like it. And I mean, it's part of the skills that we need to adopt, you know, and like we need to be able to say, oh, yeah, I mean, I've never done a podcast before, but I'm willing to learn, which is what we did. And it's going well. So, I mean, yeah, being flexible and open to change is, is necessary. Absolutely. Even now, like. I'm still open to continuing to learn new things because it's a journey. It's mm -hmm. a progress, you know, and it's a process that that I have to be able to learn to get better in podcasts. I know that there will be moments that for me, as well as everybody, there's mistakes that are always going to be made. And there are going to be moments that I may not understand things and may need to ask for help. It's okay to ask for help. Mm -hmm. You know, that doesn't make you appear in a way that people should think less of you. It shouldn't yeah. give a reason for that. You know, if anything you are acknowledging one a truthful fact that you want to grow and you respect other people that have more knowledge yes. as well yes. so you're able, you're able to kind of say like can you help me being able to grow because i know that you know so much information mm -hmm. you know yeah, and they'll, so they'll always be willing to help yeah it's not just in the classes that we take but even in the organizations that we are involved mm -hmm. in and that includes wpspj definitely where we welcome everyone regardless of the skills and the capabilities you have to join us because there's always room to grow mm -hmm. for everyone yeah. that is involved. We encourage everybody, regardless of the skills that you have and the interests that you have, to always join us and be a part of our group. And something that I really, really like seeing as a member of the e-board is the fact that we have members that are very diverse when it comes to their interest and what they are good at. Mm-hmm. 
You know, we have a treasurer, for example, that is majoring in business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we have like a graduate student who is her sole focus is TV. And then we have a secretary who is into radio. And then like you and I are here and we're doing a podcast. It's almost like, well, you guys are like a 360 type of thing. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, and our secretary is also really interested in sports. Yes. So, <laughs> so I don't know much about sports, but I know who to go to. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yes, true. That's true. That's very true. So it's always great to be able to welcome those kind of people with those skills because you never know where they could fall under when it comes to all the things that we are involved in and the ways in which they can be involved. Based yeah. Based on what they can do. Yeah. So... What I always kind of like to say and end things off is that one, there's power in numbers. <laughs> yes. You know, the industry is only going to keep growing and growing. Yeah. And that's an exciting thought to be able to have. And it's good to also be flexible, but not like shaping your body into a pretzel. <laughs> you really like pretzels. <laughs> They're really, really good. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the WPSPJ podcast. We'd love to hear from you on Instagram and Twitter at WPSPJ. Be sure to subscribe and rate our podcast on Apple. Until next time, we are SPJ.